Let's turn our Bibles in John chapter 6. We are continuing our series entitled Miracles. We're going to read verse 16 all the way to verse 21. John chapter 6, verse 16 to 21. Let's all read this out loud. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may all take your seats. A pleasant Sunday morning to everyone. I'm so glad to see all of you here. If you are here for the very first time, we would like to welcome you. In fact, just a quick show of hands. Alam ko, medyo maraming first time dito. Can you just raise your hand, please, so that we can acknowledge you and recognize you. Okay, please raise your hand. Don't be shy. All right, welcome naman natin mga first time. I met someone from Mindanao. Of course, one of our staff from Mindanao also is here. So glad to see you, Andy. Where are you, Andy? Okay, I think nasa balcony. All right, and uh, of course, those of you here for the very first time, so glad that you're here. Ando pala si Andy, okay? Hopefully, uh, this will not be your last, okay? This is victory. We are here uh, to honor God and make disciples. So we're really excited to see more people coming in. We want to help you in uh, knowing God. We can journey together in honoring God and also in growing as a disciple and to become the disciples that God will use also um, in whatever field that you are in. Okay, a student, a single professional, or family life. Uh, February is a month of a lot of activities, so we would like to encourage you to get involved. Kung wala pa kayong victory group, we would like to meet you and hopefully you can join us in our victory groups, all right? We are on a series entitled Miracles, and this is something that we are looking at from the Gospel of John. The miracles, uh, there are seven miracles that we're looking at from the Gospel of John. Of course, alam natin maraming miracles that Jesus performed. In fact, the Bible says if you're going to record everything that Jesus did, the whole world will not be enough to contain it, all right? But John specifically chose seven miracles, and the purpose of uh, study natin in looking at miracles as a series is not just for us to have faith for miracles, although we want to believe God for miracles, and I know a lot of us are believing for miracles, we want to believe God with you as well. But more than that is for us to know God more, okay? for us to know Him. That's why we want to let Him be known. Because many times our ideas of who God is, our ideas of who Jesus is, especially if you grew up in a very different or a very religious background, many times it's very different from the Jesus revealed in the Bible. That's why we want to know Jesus based on what he said he is. And we are now on the fifth miracle from the Gospel of John, walking on water. We started with um, Jesus turning water into wine, and then we looked at the healing of an official son by a word. And then on the third part of this series, we looked at uh, Jesus healing a paralytic from the pool of Bethesda. And then last week, we had uh, week four, looking at the feeding of the multitudes, 5,000 men, so including women and children, maybe 14 to 15,000. Uh, it's great miracles. And 
naka-four miracles na tayo. And we are now on the fifth miracle, walking on water. Now, unlike... Uh, the miracle last week that we looked at, the feeding of the multitudes, contained in all four Gospels. Itong miracle of walking on water can be found in three. Okay, in John chapter 6, you also have the Matthew chapter 14 and Mark chapter 6. Now, we're, gonna, we're not going to look at all of this, but I think it's good to highlight uh, the perspective also of Matthew. Now, what's interesting about this miracle, in my opinion, especially when I look at the walking on miracles, parang, Lord, why include these miracles? Why did John include walking on water? Uh, out of the seven miracles that was mentioned, this seemed like the most unnecessary. If you think about water turning into wine, syempre, you know, the, the shame that might happen to the couple getting married. That there's no more, uh, you know, wine and the celebration is just beginning. Can you imagine the shame that it will bring to the families involved? And of course, Jesus did a miracle because it's not just after our restoration, but also our celebration. Kill joy to Jesus. And he did that miracle. We looked at that at length. If you look at the healing of the official son who's about to die, I think that's a good miracle. If you look at uh, the paralytic who's been an invalid for 38 years, I think that's a great miracle. Um, we're going to look at the feeding of, uh, we looked at the feeding of multitudes last week. That's a great miracle. Of course, in light of what Jesus did, very public, in fact, the people wanted him to become king at that point because they realized that he is the prophet that they've been waiting for and longing for. Jump tayo to next week. We're going to see uh, someone who's blind, blind Bartimaeus, and Lazarus rising from the dead. I get those miracles. But when it comes to Jesus walking on water, kailangan pa ba yon? Now, Luke did not record it because if you look at Luke, Luke is pretty much a colleague of Paul. So, medyo hindi niya talaga na record yan. If you look at Mark's version, Mark who was more of like a, an, a, an assistant to Peter, parang medyo shortened yung story kasi may ano eh, parang epic fail si Peter in the story as we will see in Matthew. Now, in Matthew, we're gonna see a more detailed uh, account of what happened when Jesus really walked on water. Now, for John, not wanting to repeat what really happened there, continue the conversation after the walking on water, which we touched briefly last week. So, the question that we're going to answer is that why did Jesus walk on water? What's the significance of that? What does that tell us about Jesus? You know, we want to believe God for healing. We want to believe God for uh, Multiple provision, the provision to be multiplied. But ang application ba dito? Let's all start believing that we could all walk on water like uh, Dynamo or David Blair or the famous magicians that you probably heard of on YouTube. Okay, and, and, and learn the real deal and not the tricks that they do. Yun ba yung goal natin? I think there's something very important from this account that will give us an amazing revelation of who Jesus is. And what's our appropriate response? So I want us to look at Matthew chapter 14. Look at what it says here. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed 
the crowds. Now, if you remember from last week, the feeding of the multitudes, imagine 10, 15,000 people seeing the miracle. The disciples in particular, the boy, you know, who had five loaves and two fish ended up having 12 baskets. This is an amazing miracle. You have literally the best person on earth ready to lead. But Jesus did something, sabi dito in Matthew's account, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. Go to the other side. And he was dismissing the crowds. Immediately, that was the response. It seemed like Jesus didn't want to give in to the demands of the public. Of course, he came here to save. Yes, of course, he came here to lead the people. Yes, he came here to meet their needs. But Jesus was not to be, uh, become a people pleaser just to give in to what they want and make him king. Well, at least in Jesus' perspective, that's not the way to save the world. He already had an encounter with the enemy offering the kingdom of the world in an instant. If he would just bow down and worship Satan, he would have the kingdoms of the world. But Jesus rejected that. And now he's rejecting the people's plea to make him king their way. So meron ng mob rule, mob control. And in yung mga disciples, maybe they're getting excited too. Kasi nga, okay, si Jesus, nako, pag naging king na siya, uh, okay, siguro si Judas, nag, ano na, nag, uh, nag-jockey na for position, ako na yung financial secretary, ha? And then si Peter, ako yung chief of staff. And, and maybe those disciples are starting to think and get it in their heads. But Jesus was trying to tell them, not this way. Go to the other side of the lake. Get into a boat para hindi kayo mahabol. And Jesus himself dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Spend time with the Father. When evening came, he was there alone. Now what happened is that, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. So the disciples were on the boat. They're moving to the other side as Jesus instructed. And the boat was, by this time, a long way from the land. So there was a, a squall. You know, yung mga storms back then is very, very unpredictable. And can you imagine, they were beaten by the waves. So parang nabubugbog ng dagat. So maybe water coming into the boat. And the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Now, if you look at the fourth watch of the night, that's pretty much about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So it was evening. Jesus was alone. Then 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., they were still trying to find their way to cross the other side. And Jesus walked on the sea. Now, before I get into that, I would like for us to just imagine for a while. In, in Mark, they have a, Mark has an interesting account. When Jesus saw them struggling, he came to them walking on water. You know, the disciples did not see Jesus, but Jesus saw them. I think that's very significant. We were singing a while ago, even when we don't see him, he was working. The passage is telling us, even when you see, don't see Jesus, Jesus sees you. And whatever it is that you do to follow his will, to go to the other side as instructed. And they were struggling with this. And, and just to let you know, walking in water is not, it's not just, a, okay, like Jesus walked on water. 
the Sea of Galilee is like 21 kilometers long and 13 kilometers wide. So when Jesus walked on water on the fourth watch of the night, in fact, it tells us about, uh, the other accounts tell us mga three to four miles. That's like Jesus walked for six kilometers. Imagine being six kilometers from SM Manila to UST. From SM Manila to Moa. That's how long Jesus walked on water. And of course, and when Jesus walked on water, I believe that's important because this shows us that Jesus is indeed more than a prophet because Jesus is Lord over nature. The most unpredictable, the most uh, chaotic thing that you could ever experience Jesus is showing us by walking on water that he is ultimately in control. I don't know if you could imagine Jesus walking on water in waves uh, that's beating the boat and the wind that's against the, the, you know, the, the disciples who are trying to row. Okay, trying to imagine chaotic wind, waves, Tapos si Jesus, paano ba maglakad si Jesus? Gumagano ba si Jesus? Ay, mo na, maalon. You know, I don't think that's how Jesus walked. He just walked. For those of you young people, you could probably imagine the, the airbender and the waterbender just walking. This is the real deal. Jesus walking on water. And what this shows us is that He is Lord over the storms, Lord over the waves, Lord over the wind. The storm that should move him gave way. The winds that should sink him made him float. The, the, the waves that should sink him made him float. The winds that should be against him even worked for him. The most uncontrollable force of nature remains under his control. I don't know what's the most unpredictable, uncontrollable thing that happened in your life. And maybe you just did something that you feel like God wanted you to do. Some of us had a taste of that, di ba? Pandemic. None of us expected the pandemic. None of us thought that this would happen to us. And maybe you were, you were doing something that you were in faith. God told you to start a business. The business ka, biglang nag-lockdown. God told you to, to go abroad and then the airports were closed. I, I don't know. I don't know whatever it is that God told you to do. And somehow when you started moving to the other side, you've encountered uncontrollable, unpredictable circumstances. And you've been working and working and laboring and laboring. But it seems like the winds are against you. The storm is against you. The waves are trying to make you sink. But in the midst of the storm, I pray that you will find... Jesus for who he is. Let's continue. Verse 26 says this, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Now, who would not be afraid? <laughs> now, of course, these are fishermen. They're probably familiar with the waves, familiar with the storms, familiar with the boat. But you're in the middle of the sea and then you would start seeing someone walking on water. <laughs> now, especially if you have a background where people believe that when you're about to die, you would see ghosts 
coming to pick you up. <laughs> Siguro yun yung iniisip nila, ako sinusundo na ba? Ako sino ba ito? Ba't na may parang naglalakad sa tubig, di ba? And, and this is something that, that uh, the disciples went through. He didn't say they were afraid of the, the waves and the wind. Yes, there was a time na natakot sila sa tindi ng waves when Jesus was sleeping in the boat and they had to wake up Jesus. Jesus, didn't you care that we we're gonna drown? And Jesus stood up and that's another incident. But here, they're just going through toiling, laboring, working. Nothing was working. And then they saw Jesus walking. They were terrified. They were literally shaking. And they cried out in fear. Have you ever experienced or seen men cry out in fear? This is what happened to the disciples. But look at what it says here. But immediately... Kanina, immediately, he dismissed the disciples, told them to go to the other side, dismissed the crowd so that he could be with the Father. Here, immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. It is I. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Afraid. And what I believe what this is showing us is that Jesus calms our fears and our storms. When we follow God, when we obey God, there are times that bad, uh, bad things still happen even to people with good intentions. Even to people who are trying to follow God, we're not exempted from the troubles and the storms of life. Tama ba? Lahat tayo affected ng pandemic, di ba? May mga Christian pa rin namang nagka-COVID, right? Sometimes we feel like pagka-Christiano ka na, anak ka na ni Lord, you are untouchable. Yes, in a way, but in reality, life still happens. But guess what? When these things happen, Jesus comes, our fears and our storms. Fears are the storms that is on the inside. Sagna, take heart. Take heart. Of course, natakot sila kay Jesus. And Jesus is probably the most fearsome being you could ever meet. Can you imagine someone walking on water? <laughs> Matakot na talaga tayo sa kanya. Sino to? This is no ordinary human being. But you know what? The most fearsome being doesn't want you to be afraid of him in, in a way that you would run away from him. He wants you to draw near to him. Take heart. Ang ganda pa na sinabi na, it is I. You know, in Greek, it's a combination of two Greek words, ego, amy. Uh, it's like a, a double emphasis. Sometimes they will just use ego. Sometimes they will just use amy, I. Pero ito, yung combined together, is like it is I. There is no other. And in a Jewish mindset, it is analogous, as scholars would say, to the Hebrew name of God, which is I am. Take heart. I am. When God revealed himself to Moses in Exodus, sabi ni Moses, what's your name, God? What would I tell them? If they're going to ask me, who's the God that sent, uh, that, that sent you? And, this, and God said, this is how you are to speak to them. Tell them that I am sent you. I am that I am. I will be that I will be. That Jesus is the great I am. In a day and age, they have many gods. Then sabi Moses, sinong God sasabihin ko sa kanila? If they ask, no, don't tell them that this is the God of thunder, 
si Thor. Okay. This is the God of, uh, of anger, si Hulk. Okay. Then don't tell them this is the God of fertility, the God of the sun, the God of the moon. Tell them that this is the great I am. Meaning, He is the self-existent one. When you know Him, you would not need any other God because He is everything that you and I would ever need. The rest are false gods. And He comes our fears in our storms. And later on, we will see that Jesus did not just come their fears, but also the wind itself. The physical. Look at what happened. And so Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, I don't know if you, you do this when you read the Bible. Sometimes I try to imagine it. And, and I, I try to ask questions when I'm reading it. And when I was reading this, grab it, Peter, how foolish can that be? Can you imagine you're on the waves with the disciples and then you see someone uh, walking there. And then... Whatever. Help. SOS. And then the one that you're looking at, that you're afraid of, speaks, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to walk on water. And what if it's not him? What if it's just a spirit lying? Come on, Peter, drown. That's a foolish request. But, but Peter responded different. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, this is just my imagination. Maybe Peter thought it's safer to be with Jesus on the water than to stay on the boat without him. Maybe Peter was thinking, this man was walking on water. Maybe I could do it too. I want to try. And what's surprising was Jesus told him, come. Meron ba tayong mga ganon? Mga what ifs kay Lord? Lord, if it's you, can you do this? Lord, if it's you, can you do this? Ang ganda na sabi, Lord, if it's you, can you make me do this? Instead of waiting for God to do something, sometimes it's actually God waiting on us. To follow Him and obey Him. And yung obedience natin kay Lord, hindi lang siya one time. It has to be continuous. And they were going to the other side as Jesus instructed. Pero ito maganda. Ang ganda na response ni Jesus. Si Jesus sometimes doesn't give all the details. Jesus just says a word. Come. <laughs> Lord, wala bang explanation kung anong mangyayari? Ano, what to do? Right foot first? Left foot first? And then, just come. And so, Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. That's why I like Matthew's account because Matthew shows us that Jesus did not just walk on water. Peter walked on water too. Pero imagine ko lang, no? si Peter nasa waves with all the disciples. <laughs> imagine the waves. Lord, if it's you, tell me to, to come to you. And Jesus said, Come. Siguro tumitikin. Ay, malubig yung tubig. Wag na lang. <laughs> you know, maybe you try to, teka mo na, lumulubog ba yung ano ka, yung toko? And he ended up walking. He ended up walking and coming to Jesus. He stepped out 
on the boat and walked on the water. And I know some of us experience this. God tells you something. You obey. May mga challenges and you still in faith, Lord, help me to persevere. Help me to press on. And Jesus continues to tell you, God tells you, come, come. And you continue to go and you stepped out on the boat and you somehow walked on the water. If that's you, I want to commend you. But sometimes we stop there. And like Peter, we're prone to this temptation. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. First, he was afraid. Now, he was petrified. <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And I like this. There's an immediately dismiss the crowds, immediately go to the other side. He was tired, and dapat immediately from immediately moving away from the temptation. That and when we're afraid, immediately Jesus said, "It is I." Take heart, don't be afraid. He calms our fears. He calms our storms. And ito pa isang immediately. When you sink, immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand. To hold of him. Have you ever had those beginning to sink moments? I know some of us had our stepping out of the boat moments. Lord, by faith, Lord, I trust. And some of you probably had your breakthroughs. Some of you already had your miracles. Praise God for that. But for some of us, you probably step out in faith and you're stepping out of the boat, walking on water. One step pa lang. Lord, I'm beginning to sink. Lord, save me. I want to encourage you, Jesus immediately wants to reach out to you. Take hold of you. When your faith seems to give way, from the drowning doubts and winds and storms and unbelief, you can take heart. God is not just telling you, take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. But when you do become afraid and when you do start to sink, he's always ready to pick you up. He's always ready to save. I was reading this, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And I was reading this, Krabi, Lord, Buti na lang si Lord immediately nag-rescue. Hindi yung pinabayaan niya munang lumubog talaga na, oh, little faith ke. Why did you doubt? No, he reached out to him first, picked him up, and then was trying to teach him a lesson. Sometimes that's what Jesus does with us. The testing comes first before the lesson. Sa world, baliktad eh. Lesson muna before testing. And when we go through the testings of life, maybe there's a very valuable lesson that God is teaching us. Are we learning the lesson? And the lesson here is that, why did you doubt? Oh, you have little faith. And again, when I was reading this, I'm wrestling in my mind, Lord of little faith pa ba yun? Krabi na nga yung faith ni Peter. Ito yung sabi ni Peter, Lord, if it's you, tell me to walk on water. Jesus said, come, and then Jesus, uh, you know, Peter walked on water, stepped off the boat. That's great faith, right? So, ano yung little faith na sinasabi dito? Here's what I believe this is teaching us. You know, little faith is seeing after all the miracles that Jesus performed. 
after seeing Jesus turn water to wine, heal the official son, heal the paralytic, feed the multitudes, walk on water, and still not fix our eyes on Jesus. It's not a little faith that he could not believe Jesus, that he could walk on water. What's little faith here is that instead of fixing our eyes on Jesus, bakit ka tumingin sa waves? Bakit mo pinalaki yung tingin ng waves and see the waves bigger than the Jesus who called you out? Why would you think that the storms are bigger than this Jesus who walked on water? Why would you think that these things are bigger than who he is? And parang conclusion, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Of course, epic fail for Peter, but I'm sure... He still had the bragging rights. The only disciples who had walked on water, kahit few steps lang. But I think it's also to point out to us that ultimately Jesus saves. To show us who he is. He came here to save us. Kaya siguro pinauna niya yung mga disciples. He could have asked the disciples to stay with him. Antay na lang tayo. Join me on the mountain and pray. But trying to teach the disciples, okay, go there to the other side. They tried it on their own. Jesus prayed to the Father. Ang ganda ng word na prayer dun kasi it means facing towards the Father. And he was teaching the disciples that if we know how to be always facing towards God the Father and we spend enough time to spend time with the Father and see Him more and more, it doesn't matter what kind of waves and wind and storms we see in front of us, we can still see Him in the midst of the storm. What He was teaching the disciples was they were doing the will of God, but they cannot do it apart from God. We will encounter storms. We will encounter waves. But do we know to always fix our eyes on Him, the author and the perfecter of our faith? And great faith is not just having a big manifestation of our faith. Great faith is starting with looking at Jesus and staying Focused on Jesus, no matter what. Because He is the Lord who saves. He brings, He demands immediate obedience. And when things are difficult, He gives immediate comfort. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And when things get difficult, He brings immediate salvation. And the amazing result is this. Verse 33, those who were in the boat came and worshipped him saying, you are truly the son of God. 
You know what makes this miracle important? I think it's not just for, for Jesus to show them that I could walk on water. I think my part do na in encourage ni, ni Lord Siguro si Peter. If you know who I really am, you're gonna do things you could never imagine and you could never do before. And I'm calling you to follow me. It may be through the storm. It may be through the waves. It may be through difficult circumstances to get you to the other side. But if you stay focused on me and if you follow me, I will get you there safely. But more than that, it's also for them to realize that Jesus is indeed more than a prophet. He's more than a king. He is God with flesh. Walking with us. And it is God turning our oh you of little faith moments, our why did you doubt moments into worship God moments. I'm sure many of you here can recall some circumstances na grabe no? Kaya pala yung iba yung mga testimony, napaka-powerful ng testimony nila. Alam mo kung bakit? Kasi powerful yung testing na naging testimony. Kaya pala powerful yung message kasi ang tindi ng mess na ginamit ni Lord para maging message. And if you're in the middle of a great testing, and if you're in the middle of a great mess, I believe God wants to encourage you today, get ready. He's going to turn your testings into a testimony. Your mess into a great message for everyone to know what kind of a God He is. You know, I want to go to John chapter 6. Kasi nga, after Peter walked on water, they reached the other side. So yung mga iba, they followed on land. Hinakita nila, wala na si Jesus doon. Hindi naman siya sumama sa boat ng mga disciples. So they went to the other side. And they went there also trying to, to see more miracles. And Jesus started explaining, ah, that's why you're here. You only want more loaves, more miracles. And Jesus told them, I am the bread of life. And if you eat my flesh and drink my blood and all these things. So, yung mga iba, those who are just following the signs instead of recognizing what the sign is pointing to, following Jesus, they started listening to it. I can't accept this. This is cannibalism. Eat your flesh, drink my blood. So when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about it, said to them, do you take offense at this? Then, what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. Look at what it says here. After this, many of his disciples turned their back and no longer walked with him. Na offend sila kay Jesus. Now, offend for this kind of a teaching, eat my flesh and drink my blood. They could not get it because they could not understand. They could not trust Jesus and they no longer walked with Jesus. So Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know you are the Holy One of God. 
You know what I believe made the 12 continue to follow Jesus even if all the other disciples left was what happened prior. Feeding of the multitudes, exciting. Jesus telling them to go to their side. They could not get it. He could be king right now. This is a good time to run for election. <laughs> you know, but go to the other side. But you know, when they saw Jesus walking on water, he's the son of God. We don't tell him what to do. He tells us what to do. He doesn't give in to our demands. We give in to his demands. And even if at times that we don't understand what he's saying, we can fully trust him. Even if we don't know what is he doing, we can trust that he is up to something good. You probably heard that line, if you can't see his hand, you can always trust his heart. Because his heart is always to spare you from the wrong things. To calm your fears and your storms and to save you and I whenever we stumble and fall. Jesus is the Lord, the Holy One of God, the great I Am, that we should believe in, obey, and worship. Jesus is the Lord, the Holy One of God, that we should believe in, obey, and worship. And that's what separates Christianity from the rest. Jesus is not just a good teacher. He's not just a religious leader. He's not just a miracle worker. He's not just a great king. He is the great I am. The son of God that became a son of man like us so that we, sons of men, can become children of the living God. He's the great I am. I want to read this uh, short, what do you call this, essay or writing that I've, I could not, find who wrote this but there's this writer who was reflecting on Jesus the great I am and the baby Jesus the great I am this is what he said to the artist he is altogether lovely to the architect he's the chief cornerstone to the banker he's the hidden treasure to the baker he's the living bread to the biologist he is the life to the builder he is the sure foundation to the doctor, he is the great physician. To the educator, he is the great teacher. To the farmer, he is the lord of the harvest. To the florist, he is the rose of Sharon. To the geologist, he is the rock of ages. To the jurist, he is the righteous judge. To the jeweler, he is the pearl of great price. To the lawyer, he is the advocate. To the publisher, he is the good tidings of great joy. To the philosopher, he is the wisdom of God. To the preacher, he is the word of God. To the sculptor, he is the living stone. To the statesman, he is the desire of all nations. To the theologian, he is the author and finisher of our faith. To the traveler, he is the new and living way. To the sinner, that's us folks, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. To the Christian, he's the son of the living God, the Savior, the Redeemer, and Lord. He is the great I am. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? I hope we come to know him. Not just know him with our heads, but know him with our hearts. For who he truly is. He is the Lord over all.
And when we surrender our all to Him, it doesn't matter how difficult the storms and the waves and challenges that we will face. Dahil pinaubayan natin yung buhay natin sa Kanya, sabihin ni Lord, ako bahala. You can trust me. I am the great I am. And when we surrender our Lord save me moments to Him, the Bible says He will come and He will save. When you surrender your fears to Him, He will come. Replace it with faith. When you surrender your doubts, He will come and replace it with belief. And when you surrender your boats to Him, say, Jesus, come into my boat. I don't know if you realize this. When Jesus entered the boat, the wind ceased. From struggling, from striving, from laboring, from working overnight, they started resting and they reached the other side. Let's just bow heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Help us to know you more. Not just with our heads, but all with our hearts and with our lives. And God, I pray for each and every one of us today. Lord, whatever storms, whatever trials, whatever challenges we are facing, may we know you for who you are. May we see you not as a ghost who are just trying to scare us, but a God who is inviting us to come near. A God who is inviting us to know you more. I just want to pray for two groups of people this morning. If you're here today and you're at your Lord, save me. I'm sinking moment. You may have started right. You may have started in faith. You may have uh, moved to the other side. And you may have even told Jesus to challenge you to come. And, and you stepped out of your boat. And you're approaching Jesus. But somehow, for whatever reason, no condemnation. You started looking at the waves. You started looking at the wind. And you're in the situation that, Lord, hindi ko na kaya, Lord. Hirap na ako. Save me, save me. If that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Can you just lift up your hands right now? You're in the situation, Lord, save me. Whether it's a financial situation, a physical situation, a relationship, just lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Yes, yes. God bless you. God sees your hand. Even right now, He's reaching out to you right now. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters right now. Hold their hand right now. Thank you, God. Even sa mga times na kami na yung bumibitaw, Lord. You're reminding us, Lord, na hindi kayo bumibitaw sa amin. You're not letting go of us. You see us in our struggles. You see us in our sinking. Lord God, but you did not just see and do nothing. You walked towards us. You walked on earth and you reached out to us so that you could save us. And God, I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, that you would pick them up again. Remove their doubts and their unbelief. Thank you, God, that there's no condemnation in you, Lord God. So we ask for forgiveness, Lord, for the times that we, uh, God, for our little faith, for entertaining doubts, for seeing things to become, uh, seeing things as bigger than you. Lord, we, we come to you today in full surrender. We receive your saving grace right now. Let your power come, Lord, in every situation.
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Even right now for these brothers and sisters. We declare, Lord, that they will not sink. They will not drown in their doubts. They will not drown in their worries and their anxieties. They will not drown in their fears, God. But you would lift them up by your Spirit to rise up in faith. Lord, we declare that their testings will become a testimony. Their mess will become a message that they may know, not just them, Lord, but also their families and the people around them, that you are indeed God, worthy of our worship, worthy of our trust, worthy of our obedience. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The second thing that I want to pray for also is that you may not be in that situation, but you realize you've been working so hard you're on your boat, but nothing is happening. And you're saying, Jesus, I want you to enter my boat. Whether that boat is your marriage, whether that boat is your family, whether that boat is your job, your business. You're saying, God, pagod na working all night and not accomplishing anything. So Lord, from now on, I want to trust you. Can you be the Lord over this area of my life? Can you take charge of this area in my life? If that's you, I want you to lift up your hands. I want to pray for you as well. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. In fact, can we just do this? Can we just all stand right now? Let's lift up our hands to God as a sign of surrender. Lord, we surrender our all to you. Every situation, every circumstance. We invite you, Jesus, to come into our boat. To come into our lives. Our finances our relationships, our careers, our future, our everything. And God, Lord, we're tired of doing things apart from you. And Lord, we know, God, that we are safer with you. In the midst of a storm, we are better with you. So God, we ask you, Lord, right now to take charge over each and every area of our lives. We worship you, Lord. Be glorified in the midst of this. And may you bring peace into each and every one, Lord. When we lose heart, Lord, we want to take heart that you are the Prince of Peace. You are the great I Am. We don't have to be afraid, Lord. It doesn't matter who is against us. You are with us. You are with us. God, we worship you, Lord. We give you praise. Come on, let's just worship him. Let's declare this as our prayer.